Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef, equipping us to grow into a deeper walk with Christ. Part of Night Vision each weeknight. Details at vision.org.au. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Jesus said, If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The job that I least like doing in the home is washing windows. And it's for that reason that they often get left for sometimes many months before they get washed. I remember there was a time when we looked at our windows and, well, that's what we did. We looked at our windows. We didn't look through our windows because we could hardly see through our windows. We noticed everything that was on the windows. There's a sense in which you and I are like windows. God wants people to look through us and see the glory of God. But sometimes there's so much on us, we're so self-focused, we're so self-conscious that people see us instead of seeing God. Just remember, being a window doesn't mean that people look at you, but they look through you and they see God and His glory as they do that. This is Set Free with Ken Legg. Hello and welcome to Set Free. It's Phil here and with me is author and teacher Ken Legg. And throughout this week we've been looking at how God uses ordinary people. And it's an interesting illustration you just used there, Ken, about windows. I know when our windows are dirty at home and I was surprised to hear you say only a couple of months. (laughs) Ours go a lot longer than that. But you don't tend to look through them to what's on the outside, but you look at them. You, you, You see all the grime and fingerprints and whatever else that are on the glass there. Is the lesson here the same that uh, John the Baptist taught, that I must decrease, that, that he may increase? Is this the same thing? Yeah, I think it is. You know, throughout this week, we've been emphasizing the point that God uses ordinary people. Now, if we thought that he used extraordinary people, that would immediately get the attention back onto us. Am I extraordinary? Am I extraordinary enough? Or am I more extraordinary than others? And if not, how can I become more extraordinary. Now, of course, you can see what's happening. It's all about me all of a sudden. I'm, I'm the, the person to focus. But faith always looks away from us and looks to God and gets the focus back on God. The great thing about the kingdom of God is that God uses ordinary people. And you've got to get to that point of realizing it is actually not all about me. That revelation sometimes takes a while to, uh, to unfold itself. Is the main point to remember here that we are just ordinary people who have an extraordinary God? That's what you're saying, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. But let's take that a step further, Phil, uh, because every day our extraordinary God is doing extraordinary things through ordinary people. Now, the next question is, what will we do when God does extraordinary things through us? Uh, Will we all of a sudden think that we are? Extraordinary. Mm. Now, Jesus, of course, made himself of no reputation. Uh, his success never went to his head. He never capitalized on it to build himself up and make a big ministry out of it or a big name for himself or any of that sort of thing. So the question I'm basically asking here is, it's not even do you have faith that God can use you? Because, of course, he can use you and he will use you. Mm. Uh, we just got to present ourselves to him and he will do extraordinary things through us. The question is, when he does that, How will we respond? Uh, Let me ask this question. Can we handle anonymity? Or will it be important for us that these extraordinary things that God is doing through us, 
we've got to make sure that others know about it. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> because we're involved here and, uh, you know, we just want uh, we want them to know. We don't want to remain obscure. This is our moment. Our time has come and it's time for us to step up and for others to take notice of me, like the window, you know, yeah. and uh, the focus comes upon us. So that's the big challenge. Can greatness, if I can use that term, because there's nothing wrong with greatness as long as God is the architect of it. You know, God said to, I think it was Joshua, I will, I will make your name great. And he did. You know, there's nothing wrong with greatness. There's nothing wrong with uh, people getting a reputation for for what God is doing through them. But it's how they handle that that is the important thing. And if they don't become great, can they handle the anonymity? Can greatness and anonymity go together? Can you handle it if somebody else gets gets the credit for? Oh, that's a hard one, isn't it? You know, and especially <laughs> if we if we're doing something that we think is pretty significant and we've toiled yeah. and. And you know, put our blood, sweat, and tears into it. Yeah, we'll go fishing for compliments and, <laughs> and look for opportunities for people to say, "Hey, isn't that great?" Yeah. But, but really, we should be always pointing the credit back to God. Yeah. Uh, to say, look, He's the one who's doing extraordinary stuff. And the, the thing that um, I often think about is, you know, if I start to think something that I've done is pretty good, you know, I stop and think, well, I wouldn't have been able to do it without what God gave me in the first place. The ability that I have to do this or that is only because he gave me those things, and that kind of keeps you humble, you know? It does. In fact, Paul asked that question just to, you know, give us that reality check. He said, what have you got that you didn't receive? Mm. What, a, what a challenge that is. I mean, everything we have is from God. You know, if a person's got good looks, well, they can't take the credit for that. That's something that God has given them. If, if a person is skilled or, or has these ministry abilities in a special way, that's all come from God. And so what have we got that we haven't received. And what are you going to take with you? Yeah, exactly. None of that. You mentioned um, just a little while ago a very good point, Phil, about um, if we do something but somebody else gets the credit for it, what a challenge that is. What what a test for us that is, you know. I mean, we don't mind people getting the credit for what they have done, but if we do something and, and they get the credit for it, that's that's very challenging. And uh, it just reminds me a little of a humorous story. Um, just recently I've been overseas and ministered over there, and one of the pastors over there, it's a third world country, he said, look, you know, would you mind sending me over some of your, your teaching notes? You know, I'd love to get, get, get a hold of those and, and use them here. And I joked with him. I said, well, yes, I will, but I can see what's going to happen here. Um, you're going to preach this stuff. And then the next time I come over, I'm going to preach one of my sermons. And you would have already preached it. <laughs> and your people are going to say, oh, we know where he's got yeah. that from. He got that from our pastor. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. The Bible talks about God using nobodies. There's plenty of them that we've talked about. But they're actually, their names are now etched in biblical history. Their deeds are are often talked about and preached about probably in your notes that you're just referring to there. Uh, the judges, the kings, and 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 the disciples. That's right. Um, you know, like we talked about Joshua a little while ago, you know, how God said, I will make your name great. And so he was a nobody until God took him up, and then God made his name great. But Joshua was always conscious of the fact that his greatness came from God. And as I say, God doesn't mind us having greatness as long as he is the architect of it. But here's the thing, not everyone that God used ended up with a big name. I mean, um, Jesus had 12 disciples. Now, we know that one of them bombed, if I can use that term. One of them dropped out, Judas Iscariot. And so he had 11 disciples that we know of, you know. And um, apart from Peter, James, and John, what do we know of the other eight in Mm. the Acts of the Apostles? I mean, just using the Bible, I would say nothing at all. 
they, they're never mentioned again. Now, does that mean that that was it, game over? Not at all. They went on, and tradition tells us actually that they did great things. But in the Bible, they weren't mentioned by name for the specific things that God did through them. So they were able to go forth and experience greatness or the ability to be available to God and for him to do extraordinary things through them and yet not get any recognition. In fact, let's even backtrack a little bit further, Phil, to to the time that Jesus had those disciples with him. Now, there's one disciple there. uh, His name is called James. It's not James, the brother of John. It's James, I think it was uh, Alphaeus. Now, they called him James the Less, and there was a reason for that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the James we know of. That'll keep you this, humble. There's this other guy, you know, <laughs> we Jimmy. <laughs> uh, you know, let me ask you a question. What did he ever do that we know of, even in the ministry of Jesus? We don't read a one thing that he did. But he was a disciple of Jesus, yeah. and I'm sure he did many things. Like, But he's never actually noted by name for anything that he ever did. And I, and I think that gives us um, uh, that gives us a challenge and it gives us a, a sober reality check is that God may use you and, uh, you know, the fact is you may be a person without reputation. People might not know what God is doing. In fact, right at this very moment, there are millions and millions and millions of Christians who are working away for the Lord in this country and in other countries and nobody knows apart from God really what they are doing, but God is using them mightily. Nobody knows apart from God, but at the end of the day, he's the only one who matters. So that's a great perspective. A reassuring study this week that God uses ordinary people. We'll have more for you tomorrow. And until then, remember, you don't have to carry that baggage because God wants you to be set free. For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg and details about Ken's ministry, shop online at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.